Welcome to The Magic of Childhood, the podcast for parents and caregivers dedicated to learning through play, helping adults notice the magical moments of childhood, and curate more play in their lives, one messy, beautiful moment at a time. Every parent wants to create more magic in their lives, and every child deserves a creative, joy-filled life. So how can we do that? Well, I'm Reagan Fulton, the owner of Playful Acre, and I'm here to tell you how. When you listen to this podcast, you will learn how to own each moment and find magic in the most humdrum experiences of parenthood. I cover everything from parenting pains to outdoor escapades and delve into the importance of seeking out these opportunities to spark wonder and awe in your child. I tell stories from my own life as a parent, educator, and entrepreneur to bring light to every moment and celebrate life's messy glow. I see the magic in childhood. So I'm bringing you a podcast, lessons, stories, and conversations that make you fall even more in love with your kids and your personal journey of becoming the best parent you can be. So subscribe to the Magic of Childhood podcast. I can't wait to bring you along on this journey. Welcome to the Magic of Childhood, the podcast for parents and caregivers dedicated to learning through play and helping adults notice the magical moments of childhood and curate more play in their lives, one messy, beautiful story at a time. Hello, everybody. We're finally here. It's episode one. So let's get started. Throughout the podcast, we'll cover a variety of topics related to nature play and this thing I call the magic of childhood. But in today's episode, we're going to do a little bit of an intro about what the magic of childhood is and why it matters. And the magic of childhood isn't just for children, something that adults can experience too. So that's why we'll also be talking about how reconnecting with nature as an adult can help you heal your inner child, unlock creativity and connection to the world around you, and bring some of that magic back into your life. So let's get started. What is childhood magic? Childhood magic is what happens when children are allowed to play, unstructured, and without limits in nature. When they have free time, without direction or expectations from adults. It's when they're exploring their surroundings freely and learning about themselves through trial and error. It's when their imaginations run wild. The magic is found in those moments, in the aha moments, in the look what I did moments. And the I'm amazing moments and the I made this myself moments. It's the little things that are so often overlooked or missed because of adult responsibilities and pressures. And childhood magic is about bringing those moments back into our lives and making more room for it in our children's lives. So now that we've talked about what childhood magic is, let's talk about why it matters so much why we need it now more than ever before. We all know that children need to play in nature, but few parents realize how important it is for their kids to have unstructured time in nature without strict limits or expectations. This kind of play sparks creativity, imagination, and problem-solving skills. It's important to let kids be bored sometimes, because boredom can sometimes lead to magical adventures that they will remember for the rest of their lives. Children need to have time and space to explore their surroundings in their own way, without parents constantly telling them what to do. That's the first kind of story I'll be bringing you as we move through this season. Stories from my childhood, and from my 10-plus years as an early childhood educator, and almost five years as a mom. I'll share my experiences and what I've learned in the children I've helped raise in the magical adventures we have and the ways boredom and an unstructured nature play environment spark creativity and exploration. I'll also be working to bring you interviews with parents, educators, and experts to hear perspectives and stories from all walks of life and experiences. In each interview, I'll ask questions such as, what does childhood magic mean to you? What does it mean to be a child in today's world? How are we raising our children? What are the challenges we face as parents and educators? How can we help our kids thrive in this new era of technology-driven learnings? I hope these interviews will provide some insight in how other people view childhood and education and how we can learn from each other and strengthen our community. I'm really excited to get started on this project, and I hope you'll join me in creating a place where we can share ideas and ask questions and learn from each other. If you're interested in being interviewed on the podcast, 
please drop me an email at playfulacre at gmail.com or check out my website at playfulacre.com. I'll have a form up there soon, so I'd love to hear from you. The last type of story I want to bring you, and the type I'm going to bring you today, are stories that actually might make you cringe when you first hear them. The embarrassing moments as a parent. The shoot, did my child really just say that moments? The how did I manage to screw up this situation? The embarrassing stories that make you want to hide under your covers, curl up in a ball, and just wait for everything to go. They're the ones that make us cringe when we tell them, but eventually they make us laugh hysterically because they're just so ridiculous. The good news is, they're also some of my favorite stories. And if you've been around me long enough, that I have quite a few of them from my own parenting journey. But I want to tell these stories through a new lens. I want to step back and look at what's happening from a developmental perspective. And I want to show how these moments are not only normal, but they're also totally understandable when viewed through the lens of cognitive development. I want to show how they're part of the magic. How when we don't jump to conclusions about our kids, we can see how much they're learning and growing. And when we do that, we can celebrate with them instead of getting frustrated or embarrassed. And a note about, and a note about privacy before I get started. All stories are going to be made anonymous, whether they're my stories, whether they're my stories about kids who come through my nature school, families, friends, whatever they come from, I will be changing names and telling them as if it's me and the child. It's not always Rowan, and I will, I will use different names for the child, but just keep in mind that I'm doing that on purpose. I want these kids to be protected. Even though they are moments that I want to celebrate and I want to be normalized, I also want them to have control over their stories being told. So in no way, shape, or form will they be tied to the child and will anybody be able to tell even what kid it is about. So I will be changing a little bit of the context and keeping all of the relevant information there so that way the point and everything stays. But I will be changing a few minor details in order to keep it anonymous. So. Thank you for understanding. Mary and Jake were playing in the backyard. You were watching them play. They were getting along great. They were having lots of fun. They were doing some parallel play, but together. That three to five age where they're playing the same game, but they're not really playing that much together. That kind of together play. Anyway, Mary got a little frustrated because Jake kept getting in her way. She had tried to ask him to stop, but didn't exactly use the most polite language. She wasn't being mean, but she was just being very direct. She was saying, Jake, don't do Sitting back and watching, she started to look a little bit frustrated. And then all of a sudden, I see her take a deep breath. And then all of a sudden, she says, hey, Jake, will you please stop that? Now, I'm not right on top of the kids. I like to give them space. And so I didn't hear this next part until I went back and I looked at the camera because I heard her mumbling to herself and I wanted to listen. Had some camera surveillance, so I was able to hear. She mumbles to herself afterwards. Oh man, I just had to remember that in this family, they use the polite manners. We don't really use those in our family. And it was funny because this little girl is so polite and so sweet, but she's right. Her mom isn't as strict about using her manners. But what really struck me was, is one, this isn't somebody who's around us all of the time, but it is somebody who's around us on a regular basis with usually some large gaps. Not only did Mary stop and think humbly about why she might not be responding to her, instead of jumping to anger, she took the chance to change her approach and connect with him. She used her words, which is something that a lot of kids are not very good at doing when they're frustrated because they're being ignored. 
because she was being ignored. He wasn't listening to her. But rather than jumping to conclusions and taking it out on him and getting angry, she reframed it in her mind. And she said, why might not he be listening to? In this family, they say please and thank you. Miss Raver always reminds me to say please and thank you. And of course, when I first told her Dory, it was very funny. I told her mom, we talked about, haha. she said that you don't do manners at your house. I know you do, but we have the relationship. It couldn't offend her. She knew. But when I started retelling it, I really started to think about the way that it wasn't a bad thing at all. It was so beautiful in the way that she was able to recognize and think about it from the perspective of why isn't he listening and what words can I do to change that rather than what's wrong with us. And maybe if I try that, it'll change. And it was just beautiful. Even many adults I've interacted with lack this kind of empathy and self-awareness. So I hope you enjoyed this story and I hope that you'll think about your own ability to be empathetic and self-aware when interacting with people. The more often we can do so, the more connected and compassionate our world will be. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Megan Fulton, your host and the owner of Playful Acre, where I help families make nature play a priority in their lives. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Playful Acre. And if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. I hear it really helps. I'm new to this, so we'll see. And as always, don't forget to get outside and play. Play.